0: Deep Two podcast, a hot, fresh, new, up and coming basketball podcast that you all get to uh, grace your ears with. I am Kiefer Mendoza and I'm joined here by my friend Ryan Stanley. Ryan, how are you doing today?
1: How's everybody doing? Answering your cars.
0: So we've been talking about this, Ryan and I, for a couple years now. And at the beginning of every season, NBA season, we're like, man, we should, we should start this podcast, and every, every year just kind of get swept under the rug for one reason or another, um, but here we are now, and so one thing I want to mention before we get into anything um, NBA related is that I know if you're listening to this, you're either probably um, one of our significant others or um, our close friends, or maybe you just happened to come across this, but I know lots of people out there just like ourselves, we have Different uh basketball podcasts that we listen to, and so um, we just we just want to want to ask you guys to give us a chance, put us in the rotation, just put just put us in the rotation. We can be your six man basketball podcast. We don't have to be like your number one, but I promise we'll uh, we'll we'll try to deliver something every week. But anyway, with that being said, we are recording this. Um, I think this is like six days or so before the NBA season is about to kick off. So. We wanted to, today, in our, fr- our first episode of this podcast, talk about the 22-23 NBA season and just some predictions that we have. Um, some super simple, just going through all the awards and then a couple of different topics that we have. So we're just going to jump right into it because um, right now, because we're a startup, fresh, like I said, fresh, hot, new, up-and-coming podcast, we don't have the the riches that others do and we have a time limit, so we're just going to jump right in. So, Ryan, we're going to be talking about this coming season and the different awards, and we're going to start with the most boring award, in my opinion, which is Coach of the Year. Who do you have winning Coach of the Year for this season?
1: Coach, first of all, Coach of the Year is the (laughs) the award that I get the most excited for, just so you know. I watch a lot of basketball just to figure out who the Coach of the Year is going to be, and this year... (laughs) This year, I have a what I believe is a redemption story. I, oh Lord! I really honestly, <laughs> honestly, cannot wait for this. It's going to be Dwayne Casey. Keith. Oh, um, okay. And this time, when he wins Coach of the Year, he won't be fired the next day. Yeah, that
0: that was awkward. <laughs> I I'm thought
1: a, I'm going a little I'm going a little Pistons heavy. Honestly, I had to cut a lot of Pistons out of my award rotation this year because um, I firmly believe they will win some award. And just a little, a little peek behind the curtains right here, just so everybody knows. Uh, Keith and I do this every year. We, <laughs> for about six years now, have sent each other just a notes app of who we think will win every award. So uh, y'all are basically just listening to something that we would already be doing mm-hmm. right now. So <laughs> uh, all that, be, all that to be said, I, uh, I believe that there's going to be at least a piston winning an award. And so I went with a couple of them here in my rotation, playing, my, <laughs> playing a lot of bases, keeping my, uh, my options open. I think I'm going to at least hit on one of these. So,
0: yeah, who Word. do you know? Um, well, first, I thought that you were going to, for some reason, say Tom Thibodeau again. And I was about to go ballistic. Um, <laughs> but anyway, my coach of the year, um, Dwayne Casey's a good, good choice. I, I, like, I like the Pistons a lot. Um, but my coach of the year, I'm going with um, my boy Jason Kidd, over with uh, Dallas and the Mavericks. And this will also make a little bit more more sense later on as we talk about some other uh, predictions. But um, I think I think a lot of teams have the uh, you know the over um, where they overexceed expectations, and I think a lot of people think Dallas did that last year by being in the conference finals, whatnot. But I think that they're pretty legit, um, and I think that losing Brunson wasn't as big a deal um, to to your New York Knicks. Maybe maybe a bigger deal than than <laughs> to everybody else. But I think only that... if you consider
1: winning championships <laughs> a big deal.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. Yes, because the um, the the mid three are really gonna gonna take it home in the East. But uh, no, j Kid, I think Luca's gonna um, get even better. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and spoil. I almost put Luca as my MVP choice, but I decided on someone else. But I think Luca will be at least at that level. Um, and I think that adding Christian Wood was a good good move. I just think that they're going to be really good again. Um, so J Kid is my choice. You know, nothing nothing too spicy, but um, I also just really like J Kid. I didn't I didn't um really. I'd listened to, I think it was all the smoke podcast where he was interviewed and I was like, man, I just want to sit at his feet and listen to him talk about basketball and life in general. So I think Jay kid is going to take it home. So, um, moving to the next one is the sixth man of the year. This one is one of those that I always forget who wins every year because I, there's a certain point where. I've felt like this award was super irrelevant because that, there was that year where Jordan Clarkson and um, Joe Ingles were uh, nominated, and they were both on the Jazz, and that doesn't make sense to me because one of them has to be the seventh man. But needless to say, who do you have for six man of the year?
1: So <laughs> I will go ahead and say, I feel like the six man award typically comes down to like one player that we all latch on to for like years, <laughs> even though they're just straight up not good. Yep. Like Lou Williams, or I mean, I feel like this is blasphemy, but like the last couple of years, Jamal Crawford won it. But <laughs> i but they were well past their primes, not even six men, they were like ninth men, <laughs> but they just scored a lot. And uh, I was about to roast you for something you said because I was going to say, uh, the fact that the most um, distinct point you made there about Jason Kidd was that they added Christian Wood. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, a big man who comes off the bench. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't that's make sense to the, me. That's going to turn the tides. But uh, all that to say, my sixth man of the year is going to be Christian Wood. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> I think uh, he is the most overqualified backup in the league. I think uh, when Luka comes off the court, um, like, I mean, what else are they going to do? Is he going to be a <laughs> lot of Maxi Kaliba? Is a uh, I mean, I can tell you from experience um, throughout my entire adult life, about once a month, Tim Hardaway Jr. would have a game that convinced me he was the greatest player in the league. Uh, but all those other nights, it's going to be a lot of Christian Wood. So that's going to be my sixth man this year. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that's. I think that's a good pick. Um, I didn't. When I saw the news the other day that he was coming off the bench, that really didn't make any sense to me. Um, because I guess who. I don't even know who their starting center is. Then is it Maxi Kleba? Is it yeah? I think is so. Dwight Powell still on that team? I don't. I don't even know. But uh, Christian Wood, uh, that that is a good pick. Um, my pick, I almost put Jamal Crawford here, completely forgetting that he hasn't been on a team in like three years. But just kind of it's <laughs> sake. Uh, but my is pick,
1: Leandro <laughs> Barbosa still an
0: option? <laughs> yeah, he's like six time at this point um sick my sixth man of the year is this is kind of boring but it's tyler hero um i've been a big hero guy um since they uh the the heats just heroic and, and i mean that all pun intended uh run in the in the bubble 2020 finals
1: been a big uh, tyler hero guy since that one literal time he was good
0: <laughs> listen man you know just i think that the, the hype of the rookie year and also having Jack Harlow write a song about him just got to him. And I think now he's going to be able to really just clear out the distractions and, and ball out. So um, I think Hero is going to play a lot but still come off the bench because I don't think that Jimmy and Kyle Lowry are going to play a lot of regular season games. And so Hero is going to get a lot of that shine. So I think Hero is, Hero is my guy, and I, I, I just believe there's there's a little – piece of me that still believes that the heat are going to somehow win the finals with Jimmy as their star player in the next two years. But um, that just might be delusion. All right. So next up we have the most improved player, which is actually one of my favorite, um, my favorite awards, even though I disagreed with John Morant winning it last year. Um, But this, this award obviously goes to who, whoever the the voters are consider to be the most improved. And a lot of times it's like players that are already good. Like, for example, John Morant last year, he was already good the year before, and then he just became really good. That doesn't make – that's not as fun to me. But I just want to hear your opinion. Who do you have as most improved for this year? So for
1: most improved, I – Normally, when we do this, I think of somebody who is like criminally underrated, who I think is just going to just randomly go up a huge step. Right this year, I went with somebody who is already one of the best players in the league, and I think he is going to take another take another leap forward. Uh, and that is a, a man by the name of Rowan Barrett Jr. <laughs> and he. Oh my <laughs> <gosh>. <laughs> he uh, he starts uh, – I'm not really sure of his position, and I don't think <laughs> he is either. He uh, plays a multitude of positions for uh, a team that I root for. <laughs> He's
0: versatile. Listen,
1: I'm, I'm sure there's many people listening to this podcast right now, mm-hmm. and you yourself, who uh, keep up with R.J. Barrett uh, pretty pretty regularly. You see his stories. You're um, keeping up with, with all the news about R.J. And if you know anything about R.J., listen, I mean, the guy – all he does is just pick one thing and then just go figure (laughs) out how to be great at it. And Mm, I I mean, mm. he went from being like a, (laughs) he went from being like a lower 30% three point shooter. He was up into the forties last year. I mean, his, his playmaking, I mean, just, it went from being virtually non-existent to he got like, he had like a, think 20 30% assist rate last year when he had the ball. I mean, it was solid. Solid yeah. improvements. I've been hearing all offseason he's been working with Chris Brinkley on his uh, finishing at the rim game. I think that there's going to be something there if I if I've if I know my own RJ, I know that he <laughs> will be <laughs> he will be working religiously at uh, this one trait all offseason at the <laughs> absolute, absolute detriment of all of his other traits. So uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, I love that is it. seriously who I wrote down.
0: Well, I figured there would need to be at least one Homer RJ pick in this whole thing. And I think, I don't think that that's too bad of a pick. Honestly, I think that, I mean, he's, he's
1: up for all of them.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, um, I think uh, RJ really, I think he really needs to take the reins from Julius this year. I'm also speaking about these people on first-name basis as, as if I am, like, tight with them. Like Julius, yeah, my I guy. I do it all the time. That's <laughs> uh, how I
1: sound walking around my house.
0: <laughs> just talking about Julius. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that, that's a good pick. I like it. Uh, my most improved player, and this comes from some previous hype from last season. Um, he showed some hints. And also the two preseason games that I watched this year um, were – Philadelphia 76, 76ers games so my choice for most improved is actually Tyrese Maxey and I think that um, I genuinely think that he might be uh, all-star level there's a lot of good players in the east and a lot of guards obviously so you know he may not make the cut quite yet but um, he, he really went off in these preseason games and obviously it's preseason not too much to look into but last year just showed um, a lot of capability while James Harden was kind of just kind of getting his, his feet wet a little bit and so um, I think Philadelphia is going to be really good um, in general um, and I think Maxi is going to play a big part in that so I- I'm excited to watch him I'm not really a Philadelphia fan except for that year that um, or that six months where Jimmy was there um, but I'm rooting for Maxi I think that he's going to uh, he's going to exceed some expectations. He's also a likable guy, you know, I, I he's not, he's not too, uh, he's not too unlikable yet, which everyone kind of gets to that point, but all right, getting to the, um, the more exciting ones. We got rookie hmm. of the year,
1: rookie of the year. You got? All right. So, uh, I've kicked around a lot of names for this one. I think I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big Paolo guy myself. I think Paolo is uh, going to have an amazing year. Uh, really bummed that we won't get any Chet Holmgren until next year. Mm-hmm. But uh, actually, I've I've written this name in my notes app here and deleted it several times, and I'm just sticking to my guns and saying Jaden Ivy. Mm. I mean, it doesn't make a whole lot sense, but I just I I can't shake the idea that uh, that he is going to get a lot of time handling the ball in this rotation. He's a great scoring guard. Uh, I, I don't think that a lot of the other uh, lottery picks are going to uh, land in offenses where they'll be featured quite as much as Jaden Ivey mm-hmm. is. And Kate Cunningham just doesn't have to have the ball in his hands all the time to be impactful, and that's that's yep. important. I mean, a lot of the times where you have, like, these young teams, there's, like, you know, you take the Magic, for example. You have Jalen Suggs and you have Franz Wagner. I mean, that's a lot of touches that won't be mm-hmm. in Paulo Banqueiro's hands. So I just feel like the safest pick here is going to be Jaden Ivey.
0: Yeah, I like that. Um, oh, Ryan and I are, are big 2K guys, or at least we used to be back in our day. <laughs> um, and what I haven't told him is that I uh, have been playing 2K23. I, I I sold and you know decided to buy 2K23 and um, I'm doing the whole my team thing and whatnot. And Jaden Ivey is one of the one of my my normal rotation players in my my team he's he's a 92 he has a 92 overall card somehow um he hasn't played a, a lick of nba basketball but they gave him a 92 overall but uh my entire opinion of Jaden ivy comes from my playing him playing as him on 2k and it's super fun and so i'm really really hoping that <laughs> he's just as good as he is in 2k in 2k because he's, sure he's a baller. He <laughs> I like that. I like that. I, I kind of went a little boring um, and just went with number one overall, Paolo. Um, I just think I, I kind of juggled. I would have had, I honestly would have had uh, Chet in here um, because I like Chet the most um, just because of his unique um, stature and build and um, skill set. But obviously, um, with the injury it's it's not going to happen but with Paolo I just am excited to see I, I really like the magic as a whole and so I think just plopping him in there with guys who are like like you like you mentioned Wagner and um, Jalen Suggs who are had to have a couple years underneath them I just think that he's gonna be able to uh, be alongside some some really talented guys but also be I think he'll be the star of that team and so um, I think that'll be super huge. I I like the the Ivy pick too because I think that he's kind of been a little slept on, um, but I just think Cade Cunningham is so good it might you know distract from that a little bit. But yeah, I like it. Cool. Uh, all right, so next up we have the Defensive Player of the Year. Who do you have mm. winning the depoy?
1: So I. Uh actually pivoted this on the way over to my office to record this podcast so uh, it's it's something that i like most normal sane people uh, think a lot about on a random thursday afternoon mm-hmm. um up until recently i've been i've been thinking about Giannis, but honestly mm-hmm. as, as i've as i have uh come to kick around some scenarios for this season in my head I'm actually going to lean with the most boring option imaginable, and that is Rudy Gobert. Oh, my gosh.
0: Uh, Yeah, that is a boring answer, but you have a 75% chance of getting it right.
1: I mean, if anyone in their right mind can can look across from someone and say, hey, I hope Rudy Gobert wins another (laughs) award this year. They're an absolute psychopath. Um, I... I don't know. I mean, I just, I think that the Timberwolves were atrocious on defense the last few years. I mean, I love Carl Anthony towns so much. He's actually one of my favorite players in the league, which is becoming more and more of a hot take <laughs> by the minute. And, uh, but he, I mean, he's an amazing offensive player, but mm-hmm. he's a horrible defending big. I mean, people can essentially score on him at will. And I, I think that Rudy Gobert's going to do a lot for this team. I think yep. that, I think, I think the biggest reason the Timberwolves would be significantly better this year is because I think Anthony Edwards is going to take a huge leap. And, uh, I mean, they have Jaden McDaniels, the absolute untouchable guy. But um, <laughs> but I do believe that just plugging in Rudy Gobert into this this defense is going to bring a seismic change. They won't be playing from behind quite so much. So that's yeah. my,
0: my safe pick. That That is a very safe pick. I, I hate it because – just thinking of Rudy Go- Gobert being a four-time Defensive Player of the Year is just atrocious to me because he's definitely going to make the Hall of Fame now, um, which is just awful in my eyes. But I do think that he's gonna—he was a good, uh, a good pickup. Now, will he be worth it a year from now? Not sure. Uh, well, but I do I, like
1: even it. even if he wins Defensive Player of the Year, I don't think <laughs> he's worth it.
0: That's true. They're going to they're gonna probably win a couple more games and have a moment like last year's playoffs where Pat Bev was standing on the scorer's table as if he just won the NBA championship after winning a play-in game, and it's going to be awesome. Um, so my Defensive Player of the Year was your first guy, Giannis. Um, I think Giannis is one of those guys that every year you could make an argument that he should have won it. Um, and I just think that this year – especially um he i think people have not not entirely but but in in a small way forgotten the greatness of him and the bucks as they didn't you know they didn't come to they didn't make the finals last year and so i just think he's going to take it up to another level um i think offensively he's just unless he continues to develop a, a jump shot he's he's about where his peak is going to be he's as, as dominant as he can be but I think defensively, he's just gonna continue on, and and so I think that it's it's a it's a toss up, and this is one of those boring kind of wards that it's always Giannis, Gobert, Draymond is in there still, um, and so you know, hopefully, I also I wanted to know how what you did you agree with the Marcus Smart as deploy last year pick. Oh,
1: absolutely not. Mark <laughs> Smart might actually be my least favorite player in, in these national basketball associations.
0: I, um. I feel that. <laughs> the yeah. fact that he won one before, like, Drew Holiday, you know, I feel like anytime I listen to a NBA player's podcast and they talk about, oh, who's the best defender, it's always Drew Holiday, and somehow he never even comes close to sniffing an award, so that's really weird to me. Okay, so the big one. Who do you have as your 23 NBA MVP?
1: So I was, I was prepared for us to have the exact same answer for this. And you actually touched on it earlier that, uh, that this guy was not your pick. And I feel a little mm-hmm. betrayed because, um, you know, I'm not the, I'm not, I, I would say considering everyone in the world seems to love this guy. I feel <laughs> like I probably have the least amount of love for him. Uh but, I I mean, like, the Mavericks lost Jalen Brunson, and, and I can't imagine a world, a world where Luka isn't going to win MVP because there's essentially one player on his own team that he, like, shared the ball with. Mm-hmm. I mean, he'll be bringing up the ball in every possession. He'll be making decisions on, on virtually everything that they do as an offense. Um, he still doesn't play defense, like, literally at all. Uh, but <laughs> I, I just can't imagine a world where and, – and I think we've seen from Luka over the last few years, he's not making – uh improvements quite as like leaps and bounds as other young players do but he did come into the league at a significantly higher level than virtually anyone else in the history of the game Uh, and that's kind of like his whole thing so i'm not anticipating like a drastically improved luca as much as the situation that he's in right now just fits a narrative for him to win mvp and i think you know mvp is one of those weird awards where like people uh People sort of gravitate towards like those those narratives. I know people talk about that all the time. And I just can't imagine a world where uh some of the actual probably, you know, more valuable players in the league like a Steph or Giannis or Jokic or someone like that, even though they'll probably have incredible seasons, I mean, who's voting for any of them to win their third MVP? hmm
0: Yeah. I like I like that pick and I've I'm maybe mistaken, but I think for the past two years I've chosen Luca as my MVP pick, and it's never come to be, um, I guess because of Jokic's, you know, whatever historic season, blah, 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 but um, I like Jokic, but, you know, it's it's just kind of boring at this point. Um, I think Luka is, he's definitely going to be a front runner, and um, I didn't really even think to take into account, like, the um, Brunson loss. I guess because I was just hyping up the Christian Wood game in my mind so much. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, that, that, that I think that that is definitely possible. Um, however, I'm going to kind of steer a different narrative. Um, I think that this year's MVP is going to be a man um, by the name of Joel Embiid. Because of, um, I think, these past two years, him being second runner-up and um, you know he didn't even he couldn't make first team on NBA last year because Jokic obviously was there. Um, I think that Joel is petty enough to get um, even better somehow um, to be able to win the award. And uh, I think the the big difference there with someone like Luca is Joel is. Offensively great, dominant, and also defensively, you know, always in the running top five or so of of the d- defensive player of the year, and so I think he has a good shot. I think that the the whole narrative of him, you know, Jokic winning these past two MVPs, um, I think that is going to get to not just Embiid but also the, those who vote for him. Um, I think that's just going to be a, a story to to kind of behold um, with um, the Sixers probably also getting better as well obviously they're adding a lot of pieces but I think a lot of the focus is going to be on Embiid and his play and I don't see him unless he gets hurt I don't see him regressing in any way I think he's really in the middle of his of his prime um athletically and um just as a a shooter a defender so um I got I got Jojo for it
1: um yeah I mean he just he kind of fits that thing as well I think we're in like a time where people just want to i think people will want to see someone new win the award this year and it opens the door pretty wide i mean joel was uh somebody that probably kicked around he was probably the the second choice for me so i totally feel that
0: yeah so um moving on and and we're kind of running out of time here so we'll just um do the do last three and then we'll kind of move to our, our uh following topics to our next episode but Um, So looking towards the end of the season, um, we've talked about the awards, but um, what really the awards in, in hindsight, you know, do they really matter when the number one goal for every team is to win? So this year, who do you have as your finals matchup?
1: Finals matchup I got uh I'm pretty much going chalk. At least I think it's chalk. I haven't looked up the uh the odds here. But I'm going Bucks, Warriors. Um mm. not I mean, not a whole lot to say about the Bucks. I mean I, I don't think there's uh too much contesting the fact that they'll probably be the best team in the East. And uh I can't imagine a scenario where Clay doesn't come back significantly better than he did last year. <laughs> I mean like I feel like I've heard a lot of people talk about how people come back from injuries and it, it can take them a year uh, Clay's coming back from two injuries, so I don't mm-hmm. know what the math is on that. Maybe it'll take two years, but <laughs> one year per injury. Uh, but I think I think it'll be a significantly better uh, team. I did um, I did write this down before uh, Draymond decided to just do whatever he's doing right now. So take that into account. Who really knows what's going to happen?
0: Mm-hmm. That's true. If uh, Draymond decides to continue throwing some some jabs um might be might be a bad knock
1: out every he might knock out every player on the team before the (laughs) year starts who knows I
0: I don't know I I I like I like the the Bucks pick um they're they're also my eastern conference winners um but uh I think the Warriors I don't don't know I, I like I like Steph the the idea of Steph going off again and Kind of, you know, being hyped up on this whole—he's back in the mix for best player in the league and whatnot. Um, but I think the the drama behind the Draymond stuff, and you know, you know, I'm not a a huge Draymond guy. Um, I've I've disrespected him, disrespected him over the years. But um, and I, and I, if Draymond, if somehow you come around to listening to this, um, I'm, I don't want to be. a victim. You better look out. <laughs> but uh, um, I think that without him being fully locked in, um, because of the contract issues or the, the punching Jordan pool issues and and the rest of the drama that comes with it. I, I, it just might not be, um, as fluid of, of an offense, um, without him kind of being, uh, locked in and, and being the center there. Cause he is, whether, whether I like him or not, you know, he is a, a pretty crucial piece and all of that. Um, but you know, Steph could also be great enough to, to do it without him. So,
1: um, and they have a whole lot of young talent, man. I mean, yeah. they can they can take a huge leap this year just off that alone. That's kind of what I'm banking on more.
0: Yeah, for sure. So my finals matchup, um, I have the Bucks in the East, and then I have um, coming back to coming back to uh, my my claims. I have the Mavericks in in the finals this year. Good lord! <laughs> I think this is going to be, and, and we'll go ahead and jump to the next one because um, I have the Bucks winning. But I think that this is going to be um, Luka's uh, LeBron 2007 year where LeBron carried a team that had no business being in the finals to, to the finals against the Spurs, who are much more, um, had an all-time great on their team already, had much more experienced, and uh, the Spurs ended up obviously sweeping the Cavs. Um, and I think this is going to be a similar situation where Luka is great enough to carry the Mavs to the finals but not quite great enough to beat Giannis and the experienced Bucks in those finals. Um, so what? what but for you, who do you have in your Bucks warriors matchup? Is it back-to-back? Are you going? Uh,
1: yeah, I actually feel uh, the exact opposite. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> one of my more bold takes is I, I don't know why we're not talking about Giannis as if he's not, like, basically just a, a younger LeBron at this point. I mean he is he's doing it all right now. He's he's carrying teams of pretty decent players. I mean some would say Chris Middleton is not up to the same uh <laughs> level as uh, Dwayne Wade or Kyrie Irving. So maybe uh I don't know do with that info as you will. We'll see in a few years. But uh <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> uh my finals matchup I'm kind of going a, a little Andre Iguodala action with the Finals MVP. Not, I'm not picking Andre Iguodala because that would be. <laughs> I was to say, that would be. Please not again. Yeah, my, my, my Finals prediction is that Andre Iguodala gets traded to the Bucks, and then no,
0: um,
1: no. My my Finals MVP in my matchup, I could see uh, the Bucks winning, and I could see a huge reason for them winning. Is the aforementioned Drew Holiday uh, can not not oh. stop stuff, but I think that he could put some real clamps on stuff. I could see him having like two or three like pretty below average shooting games for <laughs> himself, and I think that Drew would be kind of given. Yeah, a lot of props for that, and and I think it does come back to that whole like Giannis has won a lot of awards. He's yeah. he wins an award like every year for something. <laughs> so I, I could see Drew Holiday winning Finals yeah.
0: MVP. That is, I like that take a lot. That's very spicy, and I don't know how you came to that conclusion, but I, I like it. I like the spiciness of it. Um, well, Ryan, I think that we have a pretty exciting um, NBA season to come up. I think this might be. One of the one of the more uh, uh, equal across the board sorts of years. I mean, we'll talk about this more um, next time that we that we get together. But um, I think that there's going to be a lot of a lot of spiciness. And and we also um, in in our notes when we do our predictions for those of y'all listening, we uh, um, also try to keep track of how many we get right per year. And we've actually somehow gotten super close in our tallies, um, even though some some of our picks have been completely absurd um so we can uh, come back to this at the end of the year see how we did um and go from there but with all that we just want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen this is obviously the first episode so we'll have some some new stuff um some some uh cool little elements and segments that we'll try to uh incorporate here um and so we just want to uh, thank you guys again. Follow us um, on Instagram at Deep Two Pod. That's the number two Deep Two Pod, and mm. uh, um, you'll find everything that you'll need to know there. But Ryan, it's been a great time. We'll talk. Yes, we'll talk more next week. Can't wait.